Welcome back, motherfuckers. It's banger bus time, what baby. What is going on, everyone? MGK this episode. MG fucking K. You Let's know, so this go. is a... It's going to be pretty fucking exciting because MGK, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking... I, I've liked fucking MGK for a long time. Fuck um, yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite albums from him was probably fucking... Uh, I, I believe it was See Your Tears. Is that what uh, it was? No, that's Lace Up. That's called Lace yeah, Up. Yeah, Lace Up, Lace Up. Oh, fuck. We're already off out of that story. Fuck that one. <laughs> My head's... Uh, I'm a little tired. It's been a long day. I fucking worked all day, and we're just here recording now. But, um, yeah, so let's talk about mainstream sellout, man. It's going to be crazy. Um, so it's going to be, what, 10 days from now? 10 days from now. Next Friday. Fuck yeah. So next, next Friday, Friday, Machine Gun Kelly is dropping mainstream sellout. He... he dropped the track list in a very unique way like he had a designer design 16 shirts for him that he had to wear all at once for that video he wore them all at once really 16 so 16 layers 16 layers and he took them off one by one in order of what the track list was going to be like i got the track list pulled up here okay that's actually really fucking badass first song up we have born with horns which is what the title of the album was actually going to be before he changged it funny story about that too is uh, him and Travis Barker both got Born With Horns tatted right here. Oh, on their forearms? On their forearms when they still thought it was going to, the album was still going to be titled Born With Horns. Yeah. But then he changed it. Then oh, shit, changed. so then they had to get new tattoos? Or? Yeah, they're going to get new tattoos, but they both still have the tattoo of Born With Horns on their fucking Oh, album. shit. On their okay, that's pretty sweet. Not even going to lie. Yeah. But, I mean, sick tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. now it's kind of pointless. I mean, shit. But I mean, hey, it's all for the first, fucking fun. First song is usually a banger on the album, so. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. First is always got to be the best. Then we have, at number two, God Save Me. God and, Save Me. Ooh, yeah. That's but I've heard the snippet for this one, and that shit went fucking, it's it's hard. Oh, yeah, that gives me ye vibes, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to hear the snippet? Like, I, I got it. I'm pretty oh. sure. Well, fuck yeah, let's hear this. MGK. But yeah, so this is a, it's going to be fucking crazy. I'm pretty excited for this. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's going to be pretty sick. Here it is. We don't take credit for this video at all. Like, this is MGK's content. We're just, we're just doing it to enjoy it. So this is, this is God Save Me, the snippet that he played at the 27 Club in Chicago. Oh, I like the beat. Okay, okay. Oh! Yeah, I can tell you're, you're, you're lipping all the words, you already know every word. Yeah, I'm listening to every word. Okay, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, I love that. Yeah. I, I love MGK style of music because it, it kind of transitioned into like the uh, the rap culture into like the. It, it's a good. It meshes. Very yeah, well. it really does. It meshes into this genre. Yeah, well. yeah, I fucking love it, man. I love the alternative sound, dude. The alternative sound is so good. Hell yeah, man. So. Oh, oh we have another Lil Wayne feature on a different song. Oh, no way. For the album. It's no. called Drug Dealer. Oh, huh. Well, drug Dealer. <laughs> that's not way. ironic. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be fun. That, hopefully that Wayne feature is good. And then at number five, we have uh, 
Hall of, Wall of Fame, the interlude featuring Pete Davidson, which Pete Davidson is in, has been in Tickets to My Downfall. He was in uh, Hotel Diablo for a snippet. Oh, Two word? snippets, actually. Two oh, okay. Snippets. Oh, yeah. What the yeah, yeah, now he's going to be in the mainstream sellout. Fuck so yeah. It's, it's going to be good. Well, then. I don't know if you guys haven't heard or not about the Yee and uh, Pete Davidson thing, but um, they're kind of going was, back and forth at it right that now. That show is so funny. Like, where are you at? In bed with your wife. Yeah, so fucking... Uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson uh, hit up Yee... Uh, he was basically trying to like call him out yeah. on some stuff like media and um, uh, Pete basically hit him up. He was like, yo, we need to like meet up man to man. You need to stop posting on social media because you're causing a whole bunch of problems. And basically like you're going to fuck up your kid's life if you keep going down this. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, me personally, I mean, I, I don't really know about that kind of perspective because I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky on Pete's side more. I mean, I get it. Like. I get both sides, but yeah. it's just like, dude, like, don't make this problem. Like, social media, sure, you're getting a divorce, but don't make, don't be calling her out and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel social like. social media, like, just talk to her. Just yeah. sit down with her. Yeah, honestly. I mean, the communication part is the, the biggest point of it. But I feel like once you're a big-ass mainstream media person, or and a big influencer, especially, like, Pete Davidson and Kanye, like, those are pretty well-known people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you introduced fucking Kim Kardashian in it and the whole like family feud oh, oh, problems it, it's really gnarly because it's just this massive never ending fucking endless spiral of drama and everyone feeds off of it Pete got Kim's name name tatted on him too no way yeah, I did not know Kim, that it says Kim on his shoulder no yeah oh god man I, I, like has, has he proposed or anything like no Oh my god, and he's just doing this for fun. I don't know if it's for fun, but like they have to be pretty serious for you to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I mean, I guess Pete Davidson has a lot of shitty tattoos. Yeah, he does. It takes a lot for someone to put like someone else's name on their. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like, fuck. I mean, me personally, I would, I would not be putting any female's name on my body permanently like that because I mean what if something doesn't work out then I mean boom you're stuck with a permanent tattoo I mean yeah you can get it covered up but then you gotta have the time and energy to go do that I mean I'm sure for him it's not like super bad or time consuming for him but again I don't know I I, I would not want to do that oh we also got unless I'm married already yeah you know yeah oh we also got this track list from the Instagram page called Mainstream Sellout, it basically reposts all of NGK's stuff, and it just gets people, it posts all the snippets on it, and it posts just a bunch of MGK stuff, getting people ready for the album, just like news and shit, like, whenever MGK goes live, she she or he or whoever runs the page, like, just takes, like, screen recordings of his live, and she posts it up as, like, clips to it, but, uh... Next song is the uh, title track, uh, number s- the sixth song on here, is Mainstream Sellout. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped for that one, because 
everyone like I mean it's a mainstream sellout. They changed the whole fucking album for yeah, it. That song better be good. Yeah, like, like it has to be the best one. It has to be good. It has to be the best one. I'm really fucking on edge. I'm on my toes for it, man. I can't wait until next Friday, honestly. Yeah, next we're gonna be bumping this motherfucker. We're probably we're probably gonna say fuck it and record another episode while we're listening to it. You know, mm-hmm. like a reaction. Yeah, some shit. But another thing that I want to jump right into about it is uh, the the feature part. Um, mm-hmm. So as of right now, we already know that Lil Wayne is oh, going to be there. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe featuring Ollie Skies and Bring Me the Horizon is dropping on Friday. This oh, Friday. no way. Yeah, so he's dropping his last single this Friday and then dropping the whole album next Friday. Oh, fuck yeah, okay. So, and maybe he's going to be fucking hard. I've already... Because he premiered the song at Emo Night. Right. With him and Ollie, Ollie Skies performing it. And Ollie Skies is a really talented vocalist, dude. Oh, yeah, man. I remember... Uh, I, I believe you were the one that showed me the... Uh what was it? It was. It wasn't a clip, or was it the actual song? It was the actual song that they performed. Yeah, and, and I like that. I like the the vocals with it because it kind of it really it connects like, the alternative style and his music mm-hmm. and how he makes his music. Um, it, it really contributes to um, the whole style in itself, I should say. Yeah, it brought me like Paramore vibes, like. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like that's par- kind of that's, like that's what vibes, I was like trying to do misery that. business vibes. Oh, dude, misery business was one of my fucking favorite songs too. I, I, I remember it. cutting grass to that song and just be fucking jamming my ass out. Okay, I loved it when MGK covered it and put it on the deluxe of tickets to my downfall. Wait, I I've never heard that. You Are you serious? Heard? Yeah, you covered it. No way. Yeah. Dude, all right, we're going to have to listen to that here soon uh, after yeah. this episode. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. I, I truly did not know that. Yeah, he covered it with Travis Barker. Oh, fuck yeah. And another cool thing is uh, I'm noticing on here that Black Bear is going to be in there. And me personally, I love Black Bear's music. And that song is going to be called uh, Makeup Sex. Oh, oh, fuck Bear. yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I wonder Black what it's going to be like. I Black wonder Bear if it's going to be contributed. My ex's like, best uh, friend was, well, Doug. Song that went the most viral on Tickets to My Downfall. Like, everyone knows that song now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Then we have Emo Girl, which is already out now. Then 9 is 5150. 10 is Paper Cuts, which is already streaming. It was released like a while ago. Like, he played it on his Tickets to My Downfall tour that I went to. Oh, yeah. So when, when was that exactly? Like in August. Oh, word. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So Fuck it's yeah. Release that. Then and Ian Dior, man. I'm really excited for that song, man. Ian Dior is hard as shit. He reminds me of uh, a little bit of like Juice World's kind of style of music, his vocals with it, and just the, like the style of his music, the way he portrays his thoughts into music. It's pretty fucking sick. I love it. For real. Fucking love that. And then also we're gonna. I'm, I'm noticing on here that there's gonna be Gunna and Young Thug, bro. That's that is that's pretty exciting as well. Whenever, because whenever, Gunna and Young Thug. That, whenever that's a crazy mix. Whenever Thug and MGK collab, it's always a fire song. And what what was uh, um, I a while ago we were on Instagram checking out uh, MGK's um, live stream, and uh, he he was talking about how. Oh, Uzi was supposed yeah, to be on Uzi this album. Yeah, Uzi was going to be on there. <clears throat> and Polo G was going to be on this album, but they both got to him late. Yeah, so which sucks because that would have been so fucking was. sick. Yeah, like, but uh, 
He also said in his live that if we get mainstream sellout to number one, <clears throat> he's going to drop his rap album that he's working on at the same time. Oh, no way. The same year. So he can have... He was saying, like, maybe he can have two albums in two different categories for, like, albums of the year or something like that. That'd be so sick. Yeah. Imagine both going over one, like, mm -hmm. platinum. Yeah. Dude, that would be some crazy shit. He'd probably make the um, artist of the year for the Grammys. Mm -hmm. That'd be so sick. Imagine that shit. But, yeah, um, fucking MGK was saying when he was in the studio with uh, Lil Uzi Vert that... Um, Uzi, uh, went he, off for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he was able to go off, off, the off the dome and uh, he compared him to Juice World. I thought that was really cool because fucking, um, I remember watching a video where Juice is uh, rapping with um, Uzi Vert and uh, they were both like going right off the fucking dome and Juice was saying that Lil Uzi Vert had this crazy freestyle mix. Like the hook in itself was just so hard because it, uh, it contributed to so many like different animes, and um, Uzi, Uzi's good at fucking hooks, dude. Uzi is so good. Yeah, and well, I think it's so interesting because like being a fan of like X Juice, Uzi, Pete, they all fucked with anime, and I, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of their music roots from a lot of anime or shows and shit like that. So I think that's really cool because it's a different perspective and style of uh, music rather than what people normally listen to because there's not many anime references and things and that's mm -hmm. that's pretty cool especially if you're really into anime it really sparks the attention like my throat to dry as fuck <laughs> but uh yeah so keep on going with the uh, track list next then is world war F world war four which is he had world war three on tickets to my downfall so that's kind of like the second song if you would so, okay. Yeah. And after that, A with Lil Wayne, which is yo that the music out. video. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. Yeah. He recorded that shit at nine fifty on his own iPhone. Yeah, and the album was dropping the next morning. Or no, the song that, was dropping at midnight. That, at midnight. That yeah, dude, that was crazy. And then since Lil Wayne wasn't able to be there, they uh they made a little cardboard snippet of Lil Wayne, and it's so fucking and funny because so they're fun. just like they're fucking around going crazy during Wayne's first. Shit was so fucking that. awesome. Oh my god, dude. But uh, next song after A is uh, Fake Love featuring E&DR, which we just talked about. Yeah. That song should be good. And then the next one is Die in California featuring Gunna and Young Thug, which I'm pretty sure that's featuring Landon like, Borcher, too. Because right yeah. that's another snippet we can listen to, too, because that's California. I don't know if it's this song. Really, but it's MGK and Landon Barker, Death of California. I'm pretty sure it's this song, but I don't know for sure. But so here it is. I'm 
This shit's pretty fucking hard. Oh yeah. But yeah, and no, honestly, so uh, so I I actually I'm pretty sure it's that song. I'm about like eighty percent sure it's that song. But if it's, if it's not, I'm claiming that I'm not hundred percent sure right now. So don't go fucking flame me. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you fucking asshole. This isn't the right fucking song. You fucking face hype for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking oh yeah. So uh, Ethan and I were talking a while ago about MGK style throughout the past few years and. I, on me personally, I, when I first started listening to him, um, this is when it was uh, he, he released like Lace Up, right? And he was more of like a street rapper type uh, vibe, and like as he started to get bigger and bigger, I noticed a lot of these uh, influencers uh, start his, to develop this unique. Uh, his style changed style as he was, as he was getting in, more into rock. Like he started dressing more like a rocker or some. Well, not necessarily like just a rocker, but it's like this weird. Um, I can't even really describe it. It's kind of like this emo. He has his own. He has like, his own style, and he lives by it. Like yeah, but I mean, I, well, I mean, you can look at a lot of artists now and look. Uh, Lil Nas X and MGK have a very similar style. I think it's kind of weird, me personally, because of the fact that MGK is like not the kind of guy to like. In my eyes, at least, before when I was listening to uh, Lace Up. The kind of dude that would just go out and paint his nails and stuff like that and wear all these chokers and and now it's just like such a normal thing, especially for MGK or uh Juice World back in the day. I mean Juice World was always like he had this like goth side to him, but it was never like the uh super, super goth like MGK style, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily due to the rock style music, but probably it's probably one of the main reasons why, but like I don't, know, I don't know, it's kind of like, I don't really know the exact word for it, because, I don't know, I feel like the style it's is still unique. so new. It's unique. It's definitely unique. Very unique, dude. But yeah, keep them going. Um, and we got Sid and Nancy at 15, Twin Flame at 16, and then if you get the Target version of, like, the album... Like, through a CD or through a vinyl or anything, it's going to have Love Race featuring Kellen Quinn on it, which is another good song. I'm excited for, dude, all these apps, or so all the songs on this album, man. We're going to be bumping this shit. We're going to be super excited. But one thing I do want to mention is I, I really wish Jesus were still around because I really truly do believe that if he were still around, he would be on this album right now and just... Thinking about that, it really makes you think about what kind of fucking amazing ass songs they would have put together, especially with Uzi and Gunna or and Thug. Like, bro, like, oh my god! Imagine what the fuck kind of heat they would have whipped up in the studio. <laughs> that would have been off the charts, man. Honestly, because once you put Uzi and Juice together, especially with Young Thug, bro, that's like, and and uh, who else was it? Um. Not gonna. Who's the other guy? Uh, Polo G. Polo G, bro. Polo G, man. I fucking love his music. Like, especially on, his tone of voice. He was on voice. one this summer, too. He was on what? He was on one. Like, he was, he was dropping. Oh, like, yeah, music yeah. Music yeah. I actually, I need to go back over some of his music. I've been, uh, I haven't really been listening to too, too much music besides, like, I don't know, like, 
fucking Juice World stuff like that, just because I'm trying to spark more ideas to the perspective side of Juice World mainly. But I'm I'm uh, opening my eyes to more artists now and trying to dig deeper into their lives. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can and dig super into their uh, perspective of their daily lives, so I can uh, get more info about how they make their styles of music and all of that. So, or did you see the TikTok that MGK dropped? It was this guy at Guitar Center got a basically like MGK's guitar in and he was trying to like he called out MGK for not being able to actually play the guitar but he like inverted the on and off switch so it was opposite of what MGK's is like he even had it in the video like MGK had it in the video where he would turn it on the opposite way of the guy was turning it on to play it and you could hear him like stringing the guitar (laughs) oh wow he was just like yeah, don't come at me for that shit. Like, I know how to fucking play. Yeah, it's basically just fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, you can't really say that when like there's someone actually, there's, like, is playing shows all the time. Like, you see them playing the fucking guitar. <laughs> like, literally, there's fucking there's even videos on his Instagram of him doing the fucking paper cuts fucking guitar. Really? Like he recorded that shit himself. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I can't believe somebody would fucking say that I mean I feel like it's kind of obvious you're like he's a musician yeah you're he a knows musician how to it's like it. what the fuck like a cool fun fact about Juice World, he actually learned how to play the piano when he was in like 6th or 7th grade I believe yeah but I like this fucking cover art from mainstream sellout too with the fucking tomatoes being thrown yeah pink tomatoes it's shit's so funny honestly I'm kind of curious as to why pink is such the the main color for the theme for this album He's been, like, pink was a main color for Tickets to My Downfall, too. Like, I mean, I fuck, I fuck with pink, honestly. I fuck with it. I mean, yeah, pink's not a bad color. I mean, one, I feel like you could have switched it up. What's, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite color? Orange. Orange? Yes. I love orange. fucking orange. Fuck yeah. It's pretty unique. I mean, when I talk to most people, usually their favorite colors are, like, blue and green or, like... <laughs> I don't know, yellow or some shit. <laughs> it's like we're not gonna talk about my favorite color. What just, is it? He turquoise. Just, he just called it out. It's yellow. Blue. It's blue. Oh, dude, it's, it's so it's basic, man. I know it's basic, but dude, it's a good ass yeah, color. It's, I mean, it's basic as fuck, man. Like, go be unique. Like fucking. Well, I was about to say gray, but that's kind of weird. <laughs> Your favorite color black. is gray. Black. Everything black. I like everything black. I'm emo. I have. I wear chokers at school every day. What what am I sipping on? Vodka in class. <laughs> like, oh my god, bro. I mean, I get wearing black as like a fucking thing or like a base color for your outfit or whatnot, but like, if you're wearing black everything all the time, bro, like, why? <laughs> like, explain to me. Like, where where's your mind right now? Like, what kind of headspace are you in? Like, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, because I feel like your favorite color is black. You symbolize yourself and your thoughts with darkness. It's like what? Because like me, I like orange. It's I mean, it's pretty bright. I mean, it's it's a mixture it's of a solid colors. Yeah, color. yeah. I mean, it's pretty different. But I don't know. I kind of just saw orange one day, and I was just like, yo, I fucking love that color. Because before, my favorite color was green and. Coincidentally, then it was blue, and then I was like, fuck blue, it's orange. Well, no, no, actually, I take that back. After it was blue, it was red for a minute, but then I was like, you know, red, eh, it's not really my thing, and then I decided orange is my favorite. Fuck yeah. 
Um, fine. But yeah, so I um, I honestly think, dude, if we could get like, or not we could, but if MGK ever were to fit feature like Wiz Khalifa on one of his songs, <laughs> he already has. He already has. Really? One of his songs. It's called Mind of a Star. Oh shit! I fucking forgot about that, dude. Yeah, that song goes fucking hard. Dude, I wonder if. Oh man, I, it sucks that all all uh, the great rappers that are dead, like. Mac Miller, I feel like he would have been a really good fucking feature on MGK's album. Yeah. I feel like MGK gets a lot of hate that he doesn't, like, fucking deserve, too. Like, at all. Like, yeah. But, I mean, that's just a aspect of being a fucking superstar. People are gonna hate you, regardless of whatever the fuck you're doing. But that's yeah, just... Like, I'm not. I'm not saying... MGK beat Eminem or anything like he definitely didn't but I still give him respect for doing something that no other fucking rapper has had the balls to fucking do like what his diss track I guess Eminem diss track kill shot and uh no okay alright 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 MGK sucked dick at that like bro Eminem dissed him so hard yeah MGK went from rapping to alternative music because he was like, yeah, I stand no fucking chance. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like that's what changed MGK's life. He was like, he got hurt so bad. He's like, I have to change my style of music. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not I still give him credit for fucking going after M because no one else has fucking done it. Like, yeah. no one else has done it. I mean, yeah, you're right. But also, I feel like there was a huge publicity stunt in it, too. Because yeah. it, it, I mean, dude, like, just think about it. He was the first one to do it. Really? I mean, like, for his style of music, um, and he, he got a lot of audience views, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people... He blew up. Yeah. He blew up, because yeah. a lot more... Yeah, no doubt he blew up higher than what he was at that point. Yeah. Like, at that point, he was still a big artist, but not, like, as big as he is now. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're going to follow up on the Pete versus Yay the text message and all that, we're gonna go through it and like analyze it and shit. So, Pete basically tells him that he wants to meet with a man to man and talk about things like Kanye's like mental health and. Which I think it's kind of funny because um, <clears throat> with all the drama and shit going on, I mean, they obviously both have a lot of shit going on. So it's yeah. like, how can you really help each other? But I mean, I, I also feel like. With a conflict this big and your family's involved, like, how are you really going to go about it? And Pete Davidson is offering, like, man-to-man, like... Like, I feel like... Invitation, I don't know. I feel like it can go, like, a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pete just wants to help Kanye with his mental stuff, because Pete struggles with that shit, too. Like, Pete... Yeah. Pete just came out and said that he struggles with mental health shit all the time. Yeah, but also, I feel like... How much can you really help him? Because, the, like, ye... These are his kids, and as a father, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, you're going to do whatever you can to, like, get another man away from your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just your yeah, like male I'm, instinct. I'm sure he doesn't like Pete, like, at all. Oh, no. Like, he, you already know that he doesn't like Pete, but... <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a given from the get-go. But I also think it was kind of funny how he originally hit him up. He was like, yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and it, it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you're so fucking lucky that when she that she's your mom's kid. 
I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. And to Yi, I'm sure he probably perceived that as like, fuck this guy, he's with my fucking ex-wife and trying to control me and my kids. Yeah. But, and then Yi goes, oh, so you're using profanity now. And then he goes, where are you right now? And then uh, Pete goes, in bed with your wife and sends a screenshot of himself in his bed with a, with a peace hand gesture. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I mean, that's pretty much like, if you're trying to resolve an issue, that is not how you start the fucking conversation because that yeah. is only going to bring negative energy into the 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 conversation. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, and then Yi replies and goes, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> and then... Uh, at it. Yeah, man. And that's what's crazy. It's because, like, how much are you trying to solve when you're, you're talking like this? Like, you guys are both grown-ass men. Like, yeah, like... But, and then, and then Pete goes, same here. It wonders what those places do when you go get help. You should try it. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, I'm in L.A. for the day if you want to stop being a little internet bitch boy and talk. And me, personally, that's, like, damn. Like, from Pete's perspective... What the fuck, man? Like, you're just going to keep targeting this guy? Like, how are you going to expect to get anything resolved when you're just throwing all this negative fucking hate at him from the get-go? And then uh, he goes, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. <laughs> you're more than welcome to come to the place yeah, of God. And I just, I just fucking lost it, man. And then uh, Pete goes, why don't we meet after Sunday service in Saints game? I'll be at... B-H-H, I'm not really too sure what that is. And then he goes, we can have food and talk talk it out in my room. Privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. And then sends an, a separate text. He goes, what are you doing to your family is dangerous and going to scare them for life or scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And then, like, I'm just in that, sending that text. It's like, all right. Where are you really trying to go with this? Because yeah. you just fucking called him out. You're shit-talking him. And then now you're like... All right, let's get to the point. Let's be serious. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, I get you're a comedian, but, like, dude, I mean, there's a difference between bringing comedy into the fucking scenario rather than just being up front from the get-go. It's like, yeah. really, dude? And then uh, he goes, what are you doing? Or, no, he, uh, he goes, you want to see me? Come to Sunday service. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pete goes, this isn't public, dude. Um... I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental stuff, too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I've stopped NSL from talking about you or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. And then he goes, I stopped... uh, I've stopped stand-up comedies from doing bits about you because I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I had your back even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. So again, it's like, what the fuck are you really trying to do? You you talk shit to him and then you're like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to take care of your daughters. And then he, he says... Like, my girls. Are, like, are you fucking serious, bro? Like, you're I don't think he was saying, like, my girls. is like, he's thinking of my girls. Like, he's thinking of, like, my girl as, like, Kim. My girl's daughters. 
Oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I think I did. I, I misinterpreted that part, but still, I mean, my girl's kids to look bad out there. I mean, then you want to go from yeah, I mean, I'm in your wife's bed to my girl, like, bro, like, I feel like that's pretty fucked up. So it's like yeah. really at the end of the day, were you really trying to resolve out of the situation? And then you want to go fucking meet somewhere and have lunch, and then fucking. Go to a room and talk man or man to man. Apparently, yeah. I'm assuming B H H or I'm is a restaurant or something. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely too sure. I could be completely fucking wrong about that. But from my perspective of yeah. it, that's what I got from it. Yeah, for or even like Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul tweeted. Oh yeah, Jake Paul tweeted about like here's what here here it is. It's like. My official offer for Kanye West and Pete Davidson. I have thirty million guaranteed for Kanye, thirty million guaranteed for Pete, plus any pay per view that yeah. they get, which is going to be a ton if that fight actually happens. Oh like, my that would god! Be a shit yeah. ton of pay per views, and then money will be put in escrow before it would be. It would be a six round boxing match. And also, with that being tied into the conversation, I this implants in my brain that a lot of this shit is actually like a fucking. I don't really know if it's going to be, an, if it really is a narrative and who's really playing the narrative side of it or if they're both cognitively doing these things and making a fucking problem out of it just so it catches people's attention. Yeah. We really don't know because we're getting all of our information off these fucking middleman apps. And, yeah. You know, I mean, any, anyone can say anything. We just fucking go on there and believe it and fucking, it's this long fucking thing. But. Anyhow, I, I really just feel like a lot of it's for money because yeah. why is Jake Paul going out trying to offer them to box? Jake Paul just wants to make a bag off of this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's and all then, his boxing matches are. He just wants to make a bag off yeah, of Yeah, for real. And then prior to this, he was calling out fucking McGregor. <laughs> it's like, bro, McGregor would murder you. In any style. Of yeah. In any style. In 15 seconds, like, well, honestly, I would give it a whole round or a few. Because of the fact, I feel like McGregor would solely just bully the fuck out of him, mm-hmm. just to make him look bad. Yeah, but who would you have in a boxing match, Ye or Skeet? Ooh, I mean, honestly, bro, I'm 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 definitely gonna stereotype it. Ye all day. He's black. He can fight. He can fight. <laughs> he can, like, there's no doubt in my mind. He he would fucking destroy Skeet all day. Yet yeah, yeah, he would fucking. <laughs> A, f- a fucking switch would flip in his fucking mind. He'd go fucking like. He would murder him. He'd I mean, go think about all. Yeah, he he would look at Skeet as the man trying to take his kids from him and turn into beast mode, and then this inner animal would just tear him to shreds. He'd look like Robert Pattinson in the Batman, just while Skeet's on the fucking ground, the rest trying to like drag him up, like. Dude, this shit would be fucking insane, bro. <laughs> I, I, dude, oh my god, I would honestly pay it. I'd probably pay it 100 bucks to watch that shit go down. Never illegally stream. We'd never do that. No, no dude, not no. at all. Never. Nah, mm-hmm. never. Did you know illegally streaming is actually illegal? Did you say illegal or legal? Illegal. Of course. Oh, but yeah, dude, there's also another uh, key piece of evidence that I thought was pretty fucking cool that I left out. Uh, so he actually posted on Instagram saying, don't speak on me or my children. I can afford to hurt you via um, Pete Davidson. And honestly, right there, I mean, I feel like 
Um, that that kind of cu- ties into the whole drama between uh, Drake and X a long time ago. I don't know if you were familiar about that. Um, oh, wasn't it like Drake like stole like? He, yeah, he, he stole. Well, yeah, his he stole. Flow. Yeah, he stole his flow, and then X got real pissed off about it, and then he uh, or and then X went on this huge fucking rant about how uh, Drake's this piece of shit, and at this time. Drake has a lot of influence. He he's a he's a big influencer at this point, and X is just an upcoming artist. Yeah, he's blowing up, but um, I feel like Drake may have, may or may not have had a role in, you know, maybe someone like coming up there and killing him because I mean a lot of it's gang related, and if I mean if you really you really can't afford to fucking kill someone if if that may be the case. I mean. I can't really speak on the reality of that. I mean, I've never been affiliated with it, but I mean, from a rational, like, thought process of it, it's like, yeah, I'm sure that could be done because with money, you have power, and power is everything because everyone wants money. You can convince anybody to do anything with that piece of paper called money, and it's Mm -hmm. it's absolutely insane to me. But, uh, yeah, it, it makes you think a little bit, honestly, because of the fact that, like, with so much power and influence, how much are you really able to get get away with, and how much are you getting away with? Able to get away away with lie if you have a lot of money. Yeah, and that that's what's really crazy. It's because like, at the end of the day, a lot of these situations and uh, debates and arguments on social media, they can all be resolved completely off uh, social media. Whether they are, who knows? It, they could just solve a problem and then agree that they solved it and then go back on social media and keep bullshitting throwing narratives because it's what people want to hear and it brings money to certain areas like like you really don't know the the reality of the true situation yeah and that's what's fucked up because i mean like i said before we're tuning into our cell phones and instagram and we're we're all getting this information from key resources that we all trust but I mean, I'm sure, like, I mean, bro, like, we were watching the uh, Kanye documentary the other day. We never finished it, but um, in 2001, I believe, or 2002, when Ye actually got uh, um, signed for the record label, um, he, was, he was able to connect with all these huge influencers. And for one, if you guys don't know anything about the Rockefellers, they, they're, they're a part of the 1%, and they own a lot of shit. So with that being said, is they control a lot of influence and the influencers and what they can do in order to have the amount of money that they have. So, I mean, who really knows what the fuck is going on? But I do want to say Ethan and I are going to be wrapping it up here. Um, we, we don't want to go too long tonight, but um, we do want to say that next week we'll be dropping another video or another episode and uh, hopefully here soon we're going to be able to add some video to our podcasts and we'll be uploading them to YouTube. So uh, yeah, definitely stay, stay tuned. tuned for that. And thank you for listening, guys. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. See you next time.